At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, a Monday show for you. Coming up, we'll get into some NFL Jets, Giants, exact number of wins, schedule. There's a million different ways to bet on the Jets and the Giants at Bet Rivers, so we'll spend some time on them in the second segment. Did AFC East and NFC East previews two weeks ago, so if you missed those, go out and check those out. But obviously, as the NFL season creeps up, we're, what, 10, 11 days away, we are going to do more and more NFL, and we'll do some in the second segment as college kicked off this past weekend. College kicks off in full swing this weekend with a bunch of top 25 games, and then next Thursday, Bills and the Rams. So it's coming. It's coming. We'll do plenty of it, and we'll do some of it today. But we start with the baseball. Yankees in action. Mets are off. Yankees minus 180. Total is 8. I know the win streak's good. I don't want to risk it for a play I somewhat like. But if I had to bet, and what the hell, I'll go ahead and do it. I'll go under eight, Angels and Yankees, just because I think Montas maybe found something his last start out against the Mets. And the Yankees, when they go in these slumps offensively, and they are in the middle of one now, a one-for-51 slump, a Saturday night game where they get one hit in 11 innings. They can't even get the ghost runner to score in one of those innings. The only two runs they got were on a wild pitch, the same wild pitch. As the pitcher for Oakland, Puck was almost was all over the place. He almost killed somebody. So I'll go under eight. Yankees seem to get in these slumps and have a hard time getting out of them. So we'll get back to the Yankees here. But under eight is the play with Montas on the mound for the Yankees. But the story right now, at least for today, pretty much the only really good pennant race in baseball in terms of the divisions. The Mets and the Braves, the Mets now lead by three games. And for the first time since July 17th, 
the Mets and Braves yesterday lose a game on the same day. I mean, we're sitting here. Yesterday was August, what, 28th? So we go, we go five weeks here plus with the Mets and the Braves not losing a game on the same day for all that time until yesterday it happens. And if you're the Mets, you say, you know what, man, we should have just beaten the Rockies. We were huge favorites yesterday. Scherzer pitched a great game. Scherzer gave you DeGrom vibes because how many, some, you know, so many times DeGrom has lost a game one nothing where he basically does nothing wrong and loses the game they don't hit for him. There was a little of that with Scherzer yesterday. So if you're the Mets, you say, man, if we just won that game, we'd be up four. But hey, from Thursday on, you pick up a game and a half. Atlanta finally loses a series. Atlanta loses two out of three. Walk off Saturday night. Sunday, the game is scoreless for forever. Cardinals are up 2-0. Swanson hits a three-run homer. Looks like the Braves are going to steal the game. But then the Cardinals tie it in the bottom of the eighth and then score three more in the bottom of the eighth to win it 6-3. to The game actually, the total was 8.5 there. It went, it went over the 8.5, which was a game that was scoreless until like this, what, sixth or seventh inning. Uh, that's, uh, that's a tough one if you had the under there. You just, well, it's a hard one to sleep off. But you, you worry here, and worry is maybe not the right word because you hope if you're the Mets. The Braves have been playing catch-up all this time, and the Mets up to minus 400 now, favorites in the NL East. Braves are plus 300. I think that's probably appropriately priced. I still think the Mets are going to win this division. You got to think here. You got to wonder if, if you're the Mets. Atlanta has spent the whole season playing catch-up. They're down 10 and a half games in June. They cut it to a half a game. Mets get the lead all the way back up to six and a half. Atlanta cuts it to one and a half. You got to wonder here, losing a game like that Saturday and losing against Sunday, if that takes a little steam out of the comeback. It's sort of like in basketball. If you're down 18 points, you know, you rally to tie the game and something goes your way. It's just hard to rally all these times. And you wonder if two sort of, uh, you know, not hard. Yeah, I think heartbreaking losses is the right word where it just takes something out of you. And I think that situation with Atlanta where, you know, Saturday they lose a game they should probably win. Sunday looked like they were going to win and just sort of demoralizing wins. I think demoralizing is probably the best word. You wonder if you're the Mets, hey, can we find, is this where we finally shake Atlanta? These two losses have some lasting effects. The only counter to that point, the next eight games are pretty easy. Three at home against the Rockies, three at home against the Marlins, two against the A's before it gets tricky again. And then it does get tricky because they're at Seattle for three, at San Fran for three. They get Philly for seven games. They got the Mets at some point late in September, early October. So schedule's easy for the next week or so for Atlanta, as opposed to the Mets who play with the, play the Dodgers three. But they do pitch to ground Wednesday, Bassett Thursday. So you figure if you get one out of the three, and we did a full breakdown of the schedule on Thursday where they had 27 games left, and I got them to 26 and 11. I thought they'd win three out of four against Colorado. They did. I had them losing two out of three to L.A. It's funny. I had them losing two out of three to L.A., losing two out of three to Milwaukee, losing two out of three to Atlanta. They're only three tough series. I had them losing every single one, and I still got them to 26 and 11. So I think the Mets are going to find their way to 105 wins. I really do. And it's just tough. I, I've laid it out where, hey, the Mets with 37 games left, if they get to 26 and 11, they'll be at 105. Well, now it's down to you just need to go 23 and 10 to get to 105, which is doable when you look at the schedule. And at the time when I said that, I said, hey, the Braves, if you play 26-11 and 11 baseball, if you're the Mets, the Atlanta's going to have to go 28-8 and eight to have a better record than you. Because remember, there's no tie-breaking game. It's just head-to-head. -head. And right now the Mets are up 9-7. to seven, So if they win one in Atlanta, they will control that tiebreaker. Well, now the Braves need to go 27-6 and six to get to that 106 mark. So I think the Mets have a very good chance to get to 105. 
even if they lose two out of three against the Dodgers, just don't get swept because after that, you got the Nationals and the Pirates and the Marlins and the Cubs for a bunch of games. It, Oakland, it's such a soft schedule for the Mets that just survive against LA. You never want to lose a series, especially when you're at home. You never want to punt on a series. And man, if there's a baseball god out there, we could only hope for a Mets Dodgers NLCS. It'd just be so much fun. The whole Dodger Mets history, the whole Brooklyn, you know, Mets history, Dodgers Mets history, New York, LA. The great pitching of the Mets versus the great hitting of the Dodgers. That would just be the best series. But if even if you win one, if you win two, it's great. If you win one, it's fine. Because after that, the Mets have done a great job just beating up, feasting on these bad teams. The Reds, the Nationals, the Rockies. They have done a really good job of taking care of business and just killing these bad teams. As has Atlanta. So Atlanta, look, Atlanta's not going away. Uh, every time I count them out, they go on to win 13 out of 15. So I, I, you know, I'd be careful here about saying, hey, this thing is over. If you got it up to four last night, if you could have just won and Atlanta lost and this was four, you'd start to feel like, man, we, we really finally shook them for the last time. I'm sure Atlanta's looking at it like, hey, if we just held on a couple of these games, we're down only one or two. We, we missed a chance. So you can look at it both ways. I do think the Mets, up three games with a soft schedule, are in pretty good shape here to win an NL East as... Look, like I said, it's just I've given up the point of, hey, Atlanta's just going to crash and burn and you're going to pull away from them. I'm not sure you're going to pull away, but I do think the Mets are in good shape to win this division here off tonight, back tomorrow with the Dodgers. Walker going against the Dodgers. I'll tell you, I'll probably, I'll probably be betting the Dodgers tomorrow because Walker is it's becoming a trend here where he just doesn't pitch well in these second halves. He's been bad here recently, lately. So should be fun. Should be a fun series, Mets and Dodgers. And again, I hope, I really hope we see it again in October. The Yankees, and I should mention too, Old Timers Day was a good job by the Mets, good job by Cohen. Boy, it makes you feel old to see Daniel Murphy and Josh Tolley. Some of these guys that just seem like they just retired, man. These guys are at Old Timers Day. Really, boy, it hits home. It makes you feel old. But it was a good job by Cohen uh, to uh, to get the Old Timers in there. Fans love it. It was a, a good uh, a job well done by Cohen to get the Old Timers Day in there. As the uh, the Mets win three out of four. Looked like it was, they were headed for a bad loss on Friday. They stole that one back. The Mets just, look, the Mets have some karma here. They have some juice. It's not a perfect team. It's a good offensive team. It's not a great offensive team. You worry about the bridge to Diaz. It's not a perfect team. You know, you wonder about after Bassett, some of the, you know, rotation with Walker and with Carrasco being hurt. But look, Peterson stepped up. Walker's pitched well at times. They've got, you know, Trevor Williams of the world to have to step up. It's not a perfect team, but it's a, boy, it's a it's a really, really good baseball team, the Mets. Like I said, they're going to win 105 games. So uh, Mets are in good shape here. I still think they'll win the NL East back in action tomorrow. The Yankees, man, I asked Tim Kirchin last week when he was on, I said, the Yankees, are they a fatally flawed team or is this a legitimate title contender? And he said they were a legitimate title contender. And I've been thinking, you know, if somebody asked me that question, are they a fatally flawed team or a legitimate title contender? I think my answer would depend on what day what day of the week it is. I think on Tuesday I might say one, and on Wednesday I might say the other. I have no idea what to expect from this Yankee team. They are going to win the division. They have 34 games left. As long as they go 17 and 17, is Tampa really going to play? You know, go 25 and 10, and have a better record than you? I don't think so. So the Yankees are in good shape. Yankees are going to win the division, and I have no idea what to expect once October 10th or whatever rolls around. You can tell me Yankee Stadium's going to be rocking. Cole's going to be on the mound. Judge and Stanton hit the ball to the ballpark. They win the division series. They beat Houston, which I, I don't know that any Yankee fans expect them to beat Houston. But if you told me they beat Houston and went to the World Series, I would be pleasantly surprised, but I would not be shocked. This Yankees team, for all their flaws, for all their inconsistencies, is still really good. That being said, 
if you told me they went down with a whimper and they lost in four games to Seattle in the division round and Castillo three hit them and Robbie Ray two hit them and they score three runs in four games and they just go out without a fight quietly into the night, I wouldn't be shocked there either. So I just don't know what to expect from this Yankee team. They really they need to get healthier. Their bats are healthy now. They're healthier with you know, Stanton's back. They got Benatendi. It's a better lineup. You look at that lineup, you say, man, how does this team just go these long stretches? And this is years and years of this. Long stretches where they can't score any runs. There's just, the names on paper should be better than the results. They just go through these funks and these funks last a long time. So they're very hard to predict. That being said, they just, they need to get some of these pitchers healthy too. Because that's the big concern right now for me is their bullpen. Just piecing it together with the Loisigas, uh, Marinaccios of the world, Wandy Peralta. Chapman, maybe that's addition by subtraction, even though he's pitched better. He goes on the IL with an infection from a tattoo, which is just a strange story. Cortez hurt. King snaps his elbow in half. Um, you go down the line, Severino, Holmes, and Holmes is the key. They need Holmes to come back and be the Holmes he was April, May, June, early July. They need Holmes to be first half all-star Holmes. That's the key. And then get off Efros back and secure that back end of the game. Wise has actually pitched a little better lately. He's got the sinker. Sinking, throwing the ball 99-100 with movement. Look, he looks good. He was really good for them last year. He's been shaky since. So they have the the quantity. They just need those two or three guys where you can count on these guys. Marinaccio's pitch well. Efros, I like his stuff. You need that nine outs of the game secured, sort of like those great Yankee teams with Stanton, Nelson, up to Rivera. You're never going to have it that good. You're not expecting that, but you need some sort of, hey, we're up a run. Seventh inning, one-run game here. We can secure these last eight outs here. We're not walking people. We're not giving up home runs. I don't know who you feel good about. You feel okay about a lot of guys, but you don't feel great about any of them. But like I said, Yankees, their season's going to start in October here as they're going to win the division. Like I said, there's not a lot of division races here. AL East, call that over. I think it is. AL West, obviously the Astros are going to win. The interesting race is the wild card. The Orioles still a game and a half out. It is... Seattle and Tampa, then Toronto. Toronto didn't play well this weekend, so Baltimore only a game behind Toronto, game and a half behind Toronto here for the last spot. Boy, it'd be fun if Baltimore get it, got in. I'd be rooting for them. I still think Toronto will get in. I still think it'll be status quo. Rays, Mariners, Blue Jays, some of those, some order of those three teams in the American League. The Central, we can start to eliminate some of these teams like you know the Red Sox are done, the White Sox are done. They are six back in the loss column. In the Central, so it's a two-team race now. Minnesota, three games behind the Guardians. The White Sox are done. I have a better chance of managing the White Sox next year than LaRusso. They've been a total disaster, total disappointment. I'm sure he'll be out next year as the manager. NL Central, the Brewers have pulled away from, I'm sorry, the Cardinals have pulled away from the Brewers. And if you look, that's been a lose-lose trade. That hater trade to San Diego has been lose-lose because the Brewers have played terribly and haters pitched terribly. So, some of these trades are win-win. Some of these trades are lose-lose. That seems like a lose-lose one as Cardinals are going to win the division. Mets in good shape to win the division. Obviously, the Dodgers 21 up in the loss column on the Padres. Just an absurd baseball team the Dodgers are. And the wild card, the one race, Braves are going to be in as a wild card if they lose the division. Phillies are in good shape here to be a wild card. And then it comes down to Brewers and Padres who are tied in the loss column. And which is funny because they made that trade with each other, but that's it's going to be down to those two teams for the last spot. Giants now six back in the loss. You can get rid of them. Brewers and Padres have the same losses, but the Padres have played three more games and won them all. So the Padres are up a game and a half. So slight leg up here for the Padres on the Brewers. So not a lot in terms of the races for the divisions. 
you know, maybe Toronto versus Baltimore here for the last wild card spot with 30 something games to go. Brewers versus Padres. Most of these divisions, though, are sewed up, especially if you think the Mets are in good shape, which, look, it's three, it's still a race. But if you think the Mets are in good shape, you really don't have a lot of division races going on here. In terms of the awards, which we should mention, um, and as I'm scrolling through the futures here at Bet Rivers, the, the only one that st sticks out because the Dodgers plus 350, Astros plus 385, Mets plus 475, Yankees 5 to 1, Braves 9 to 1. The Braves are interesting, but you're going to have to go through four divisions, four rounds to win. So that's a lot to ask. Remember, you're going to have to beat maybe the Phillies, then the Dodgers, then the Mets, then the Astros, Yankees, whoever. So that's four rounds at plus 900. I probably just need a little more. You might be better off just going round by round, betting them that way to win each series. The one that catches my eye, Baltimore plus 150, uh, 150 to 1, I should say. Baltimore 150 to 1 to win it all. Are they going to win it all? No, they're probably not. But for a team that's right there in terms of the playoffs, they got a good bullpen, a good lineup. It's a scrappy team. Baltimore at 150 to 1. Is it worth throwing 10, 15 bucks some pizza money on it? Maybe. I made dumber bets. So Baltimore, that just looks like an off number. Again, they're probably not going to win it. But you know what? If you're looking for something just to uh, just to throw a few bucks on for the hell of it, if you have no dog on the fight, Baltimore 150 to 1 is interesting. The awards, pretty much, unless there's an injury or somebody implodes here, Judge is going to win the AL MVP. He's minus 1,000. Goldschmidt, who's just been incredible, minus 1430 to win the NL MVP. Alcantara probably sewed up the NL Cy Young. He was starting to show some cracks in previous starts. But he throws a complete game against the Dodgers. That really puts him in good shape to win the NL Cy Young. He's minus 455. And uh, Verlander is a big minus 400 favorite for the American League Cy Young. Julio Rodriguez, we think, would, would win the American League Rookie of the Year. He's minus 500. The only one that's up in the air, NL Rookie of the Year, and it's between Strider and Harris. Everyone else is 100 to 1, which is interesting. Strider minus 159. He's the favorite. Harris right around plus 115. He is plus 115. I've heard everyone love Harris. I think Strider's the more important player. I don't know if that's what goes into account. But if you take Strider off the team versus taking Harris off the team, Strider's much more important to the team. Strider's going to be an ace. You know, Strider reminds me a little, this is sort of blasphemy because he's one of the great pitchers of all time. He reminds me a little of DeGrom. Strider is phenomenal. 100 miles an hour, just effortless, just dominating stuff. So I think Strider should and will win the award. Again, one blow-up start can change that, but I would vote for Strider. So, But other than that, most of the awards are spoken for. Most of the division races are spoken for. Obviously, we keep an eye on the Mets and the Braves. It's still pennant race baseball. It's still a race. Three games to go. Yankees are in good shape to win their division, play the Angels tonight. I would expect them to win tonight. I'm not crazy about laying minus 180 with the funk they're in. I would lean towards the 8 going under the 8 here. Uh, but that's the baseball coming up next. NFL, the Jets, the Giants. How many wins for each of them? Do we have a surprise in order? Can either team flirt with the playoffs? That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Must be 21 or older. Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Let's do a little NFL. College kicked off this past weekend. We had seven or eight games. Nothing great. But it was nice to have football back on the TV. You could watch it. You could bet on it. It was nice to see it back again. The games weren't great. Kind of some nondescript matchups. UConn played. They looked a little better. 
but nothing great. But it lets you know that football is right around the corner. College kicks off in full swing. Labor Day weekend, bunch of games Thursday, a bunch of top 25 matchups on Saturday. And then a week from Thursday, so like 10 days from now, we will have the Rams and the Bills. Bills minus two and a half against the Rams. Bills have taken some money here as Stafford has questions in terms of the elbow and the injury. Uh, but let's spend a little time on the Jets and Giants and, and see what else uh, we get around to as Bet Rivers has done a great job here with the number of betting options, the variety on the menu here for Bet Rivers in terms of the Jets and the Giants. Who will be their first win against? Who will be their first loss against? Who, uh, you know, how many games will they win exactly? There are some great props. What position will they finish in the division? So we'll get to all those. But before we get to that, I think the big picture with the Jets and the Giants, my question, as I'll just sort of ask out loud, will we finally get a decent season out of one of these two teams? Because I know, you know, the thought process with the Jets and the Giants, well, they've both been bad. They have definitely both been bad. But I think when you really break it down the last really 10 years, when you think about it, it's over a decade now. The Giants uh, won that Super Bowl over a decade ago now. And 2009-2010, the Jets made back-to-back -back AFC title games. Since then, I mean, let's just go through the season. Starting with last year, this is the Jets. 4-13, and 2-14, and 7-9, 4-12, 5-11. They did have that 1-10-6 season 2015. Probably should have made the playoffs. The kid dropped the ball against the Bills. Uh, that would have gotten them in the playoffs. Well, that was with Fitzpatrick. Then before that, four and twelve, eight and eight, six and ten, six and ten. That I mean, that in a league, and, and this is the Giants. This is a league where every you know these teams change every year. You know, teams go from good to bad all the time. It's very rare that a team's this bad this long. And you look at the Giants; they won the Super Bowl in 2011. But let's just start from last year: four and thirteen, six and ten, four and twelve, five and eleven, three and thirteen. They had that season uh, 11 and 5 in 2016, where they played Green Bay in the playoffs. That was the boat trip with Odell. They should have beaten Green Bay. They left a lot of points on the board early in that game. Uh, that was with McAdoo. But before that, 6 and 10, 6 and 10, 9 and 7. So, my question here, just big picture, will either team be decent? Will, will we get, I mean, we're bound to have a season here. And I don't love the Jets quarterback situation. I don't love the Giants quarterback situation. I guess you could talk me to the Giants just because coaching upgrade, they're healthier. Jones stays healthy. They weren't awful last year until Jones got hurt. They were bad. Then Jones got hurt, and they were awful. And the schedule's easier for the Giants. But we have a situation here. We got two chances. We got two. Let's include the Jets and the Giants. Will either team be at least 500, at least 500 by December, where you wake up December 1st, you know, it's Christmas, it's the holiday season, and your team is in the mix as a fighting chance, is in the hunt for a wild card spot. Is that too much to ask? I don't know that we're going to get it. Law of Averages says you're going to get it at some point. Are we really going to sit here and have another season where both of these teams are, you know, 4-13, and 5-12? and 12? I mean, I guess it's not impossible as we pull up the numbers here at Bet Rivers. And like I said, they did an incredible job providing numbers here, providing options to bet. As you just go through the over-unders, all the specials. Um, we'll start with the week one. Giants are now down to 5.5 against Tennessee. Totals 43.5. I would lean towards the Giants there just because I'm down on Tennessee. Henry is getting up there in age. He's about to turn 29. Between 2019-2020, he had over 800 carries. He led the league in touches in 2019-2020. And, I, yeah, I mean, I think I said that right. Over 800 touches between 19 and 20 when you include the playoff game. So he's had a ton of workload. Remember, he got hurt last year with the foot, came back for the playoff game, did not look himself. And, again, that's just one game. Maybe he wasn't fully healthy, but... You got to be there, for a physical back like Henry. You got to have some concern over 
you know, the workload, and obviously they lose A.J. Brown. When you look a little deeper last year, the Titans, they were the one seed, but they were very fortunate. They were like 5.2 yards per play on offense, 5.5 yards per play allowed on defense. They were like a very mediocre team when you look at the metrics. They just, you know, found ways to win. Vrabel's a good coach. I would take the 5.5 here with the Giants. I think, you know, new coach in terms of Dable, he's hard to prep for. He might not have as much on film. You don't know what you're getting ready for. Obviously, you can watch the Buffalo stuff and have an idea, but Dable... Uh, new kid in town. We've seen these new coaches do well, whether it's McVay with the Rams his first year. They did well. He won coach of the year. Matt Nagy, believe it or not, took his team to the division title, won coach of the year. And Stefanski. Stefanski took his team to the playoffs and also won coach of the year. So we've seen these first-year head coaches do very well. Maybe Dable comes out, throws a few curveballs, and he can get this team on the right track. I would actually look towards the Giants plus the 5.5. Jets, Ravens. Ravens is up to 6.5. Ravens are a good teaser piece. I don't know. I'm now if I you like the Ravens, bet it now because I could see this getting a seven. Probably going to be Flacco on opening day. Seven's a lot to lay on the road, especially opening weekend. You don't really know what you're getting, but I, I'd have a hard time backing the Jets. I would probably use the Ravens as a teaser piece here. So I would lean towards the Ravens as a teaser. I definitely like the Giants in week one plus the points. But uh, if you look a little deeper, there's so many ways to bet this. Giants, let's just go with the Giants first. To make the playoffs, yes, it's plus 245. What position in the division will they finish? First is plus 750. Second, plus 475. Third is plus 250. Wow, they are minus 105 to come in last place. Number of games won in the regular season. Obviously, uh, right around 7.5 here is the most logical in terms of the over-unders because they give you over-unders for every number. Like you can bet alternate win totals over 5.5 is minus 335. You know, over eight and a half is plus 220. So you can mess around with the numbers and sort of pick your line and pay accordingly. But the seven and a half is the one where it's about even, where it's the juice, the, the under is juice. And I can understand that because asking this team to get to eight is a lot. I know they have a pretty easy schedule. They should be healthier. They should be better with Dable. But uh, under seven and a half is minus 150. Over seven and a half is plus 123. Would still lean towards the under there. But I, you know, I think if one of them is going to be better between them or the Jets, I would lean towards the Giants. I just... Like I said, they'll be healthier, better coach, easier schedule. But that's really built into the number here. They're not making it easy for you where they're hanging up a six or six and a half or even a seven, seven and a half. Asking them to get to eight and nine, it feels like a stretch. So maybe if you like that, maybe you just take them plus 245 to make the playoffs. Maybe you take a, a stab at plus 750 to win the division or plus 475 to come in second. They also have stage of elimination, obviously minus 335 to miss the playoffs. Losing the wild card is plus 400. Losing the division round is 10 to 1. Losing the conference championship, 25 to 1. Losing the Super Bowl, 66 to 1. Win the Super Bowl, 125 to 1. Um, exact number of games won, not including the playoffs. Well, zero is 70 to 1. I'm not going to read all of these, but the ones that jump out, five is plus 550. That's an interesting one. Six is plus 425. Eight is plus 450. Nine is plus 600. So again, if you like them to go over seven and a half, you know what? Why not just take a shot at 8 plus 450 and 9 plus 600? They're probably not going to win 10 games. If you like them to go over, maybe just take a chance at one of the exact number of games won. And if you like them to go under, you know, 6 is plus 425, 5 is plus 450. Again, I don't, I don't want to sit here and suggest bet every single one of these because you'll go broke. And if it doesn't land on any of them, you'll lose all of them. But I would just pick one here in terms of, you know, what you like the best here in terms of, you know, the season win totals. If you like them to go over, just pick the 8 at plus 450 or take the 9 plus 600. If you like them, the under, that 5 or 6 plus 550. So, um, you know, I don't know what the, what the best one here is probably. 
I'll say six at plus four twenty-five. They go, they go six and eleven plus four twenty-five. If I liked the over again, I would go eight at plus four fifty. Uh, but you get more bang for your buck if you pick the exact number of games. And um, you know, also you, you get these options here. Who will be their first loss against? Titans are minus three hundred five. Panthers plus five hundred. Cowboys plus eight hundred. Then you get the Bears plus thirty-three hundred. So if you think they're gonna win Week One and lose to the Panthers, you get plus five hundred. And if you think they're going to win the first two and lose to Dallas, plus 800. So again, interesting options. So much variety here. That's the Giants in terms of you know the season win bets. And you can bet their first win, plus 210 to beat the Titans, plus 130 for their first win to be against, against Carolina, plus 600 for it to be against Dallas. If you think they're going to go 0-3 and then beat the Bears, that's plus 650. So plus 650 to win their fourth game as their first win uh, against Chicago. That's week four. So... Again, the schedule's not terrible here for the Giants. Panthers at home. Even the Titans, aren't, I don't think, are great. Bears, Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, the Commanders twice. Philly, those games are never easy for either team. So it's not a terrible schedule. You could talk me into one of these two teams being decent and maybe the Giants in an easier division, an easier schedule, having you know sort of a resurgence here where they win eight or nine games. I wouldn't be shocked. I think if I had to pick one of the two teams to be pretty good, it would be the Giants. So, again, they might be a year away. I think, you know, it's funny. If you gave Dayball true serum, obviously these coaches want to win every game. But the betterment of the franchise, the best thing for that franchise might be to win three or four games, get in the top five and draft Stroud, draft Bryce Young, draft one of these big-time quarterbacks in college and sort of reset your franchise next year going forward. So that's the Giants. Plus five and a half week one, I think, is a good pick against the Titans. The Jets... Again, the same options here in terms of the season win totals. They are at five and a half. They are plus 700 to make the playoffs, 25, plus 2,500 to win it. I don't think they're winning the division. I don't think anybody does. Uh, who knows? Maybe Allen gets hurt and, and all bets are off. But over five and a half is minus 150. Under five and a half is plus 123. Again, I think they'll be better. The case for them is Wilson takes off. And Wilson's hurt and he's not getting any practice reps. It's very hard to see Flacco taking this team to... You know, 9-10 wins. Obviously, he's not going to play the whole season when Wilson comes back. It's Wilson's team. The case for Wilson is he's the number two overall pick. The game moved too fast for him. He played at a lower level in college, and this year he pops. I don't know that I buy it. I'd be surprised. Would I be shocked? Uh, I mean, supposedly he improved. He put on a lot of weight, put on a lot of muscle. He looked good in you know OTAs, training camp. He did not look good in those first couple throws of the preseason before he got hurt. I would still lean under just because the schedule is so hard. I mean, the first four weeks are against the AFC North. You get a break here because you're going to get Brissett instead of Watson. Could you beat the Steelers? You know, you get Miami twice. It's really it's a tough schedule. You do get the Bears, the Lions, the Jags, the Seahawks. But, man, early in the season, let's just go through it. Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers, Dolphins, Packers, Broncos, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Vikings, Lions. So it gets a little easier at the end of the end of the season, end of the schedule. But those teams at the end of the schedule are probably looking at the Jets saying, hey, that's an easy win for us. So the Jets are only favored here in a couple of these games. It's going to be very hard. I know the roster's a little better. The draft picks will help. A little healthier, too. They were beat up, especially on defense last year. So they could be a little bit better and still not win very many games just because the AFC is so good. The AFC East, now the Patriots aren't great, but they're pretty good. Remember, they were the one seed middle of the season last year. The Bills are pound for pound the best team in football, at least according to the market. Short shot to win the Super Bowl here at Bet Rivers. And uh, the Dolphins are probably you know 9-10 win team. Even whatever you think about the quarterback, they've managed to get their way to 9-10 wins the past couple seasons. They add Tyreek Hill to go with Waddle. 
that's a good team. Good offensive line. They get Mostert. Pretty good defense. We'll see about the coach. So that's a tough division. The AFC in general is tough. You got to deal with the Packers. You got to deal with the Broncos. Uh, again, you know the the, uh, the the same options apply here for the Jets in terms of who will their first win be against, who will their first loss be against. Obviously, their first loss, the favorite, is Baltimore, minus three hundred five. If you think they can upset them and beat Cleveland plus three hundred, although you're probably just better off betting. If you think that's the scenario where they lose game one and win game two, better off just taking them against the Ravens on the money line game one and then putting them uh, on the money line uh, taking the jets on the money line game two against the browns you probably get better bang for your buck that way but again plus 700 to make the playoffs minus 250 to come in last place uh, losing the wild card round plus 900 losing the division round plus 2000 i don't I, I would need longer odds than that just because i think there's a long way to go they were so non-competitive on defense last year they i mean they were bottom of the league in every category last year and wilson was so bad and people can say you know what wilson and just the things I said. He wasn't ready. Rookie year. That's all fair. You know, offensive line was an issue. Wide receivers were hurt. Okay. But every other quarterback played pretty well. Mike White threw for 450 yards against Cincy. Flacco moved the ball and played well. Even Josh Johnson in those few opportunities, that Thursday night game against Indy, a couple of the other times, he moved the ball pretty well. The only guy who didn't move the ball well really was Wilson. That would definitely be a concern. But, you know, you, you could bet this so many different ways here. And let's see, they have a, another special Gardner's win defensive rookie of the year and the Jets to have a winning record 40 to one. I mean, that's a fun one. That's a fun one. I guess at 40 to one, is it worth a couple bucks? Maybe that's at least a fun one, but I don't know that I love that. Again, if Gardner's going to be so good, they're just not going to throw, throw near him. They're just going to throw to the other side. So we'll see. We would need some sort of pick sixes, a bunch of interceptions to win that award, obviously. But at 40 to one, hey, is it worth a stab? Why not? Um, exact number of games won, excluding the playoffs. Zero is 35 to 1. I would, I would need more than 35 to 1, but cross my mind. Uh, one game, to win one game is 20 to 1. They'll win more than one game. They'll win more than zero games. Two is 14 to 1. 13 is 8 to 1. Four is plus 550. Five is plus 425. Six is plus 350. Seven is plus 425. Eight is 5 to 1. Nine is 9 to 1. 10 is 14 to 1 if you're feeling. Lucky, if you're feeling ambitious, feels like a 5-12 and 12 team, doesn't it? 4-13, and 5-12, so maybe at 5 at plus 425 or 4 at plus 550. Those would be the way the way I would go. I still think this is a bad team in just a loaded conference. Now, if you told me Wilson was good or if you told me, hey, put him in the NFC East where you play Washington twice and you play this softer schedule, could you get to 8 or 9? It's not impossible. Not impossible. Look at it this way. If you put Garoppolo on this team with their receivers, defense a little healthier, if you put Garoppolo on this team, I think you get to eight or nine wins. I just don't like the quarterback enough to do that. So go to betrivers.com, download the BetRivers app. There's plenty of options here in terms of what place they'll finish in the division, exactly how many games they will win. And we will do plenty of NFL coming up. I know we kind of brushed it off this past week with the Mets and the Yankees in first place. Yankees sort of crashing uh, the last couple weeks, although they've played better lately. But it was uh, definitely, it, it's been a, a tough thing to balance here with the Mets and Yankees playing so well. You want to, Obviously, cover that. That's the more urgent thing. But we're trying to mix in some football, too. A couple weeks ago, we did all football previews when I was away. So trying to balance it here. One thing I'm not going to do, I know the Jets and Giants played yesterday in preseason. I'm not going to sit here and spend 15, 20 minutes talking about a week three preseason game. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'll mention, you know, if I think there's a good betting angle. But a lot of it is just get ahead of the information. If you find out the Jets are playing their starters and you can beat the number, beat the number. But other than that, it's, it's exhibition football. It doesn't mean a lot. 
more and more of these teams are just not playing their guys all preseason. So especially with Wilson out, I don't know. I just I can't take that much away from the preseason to sit here and do a half hour show about, you know, betting preseason football, one game in particular. That I can't do. But we will spend plenty of time here talking about the Jets, the Giants. Maybe we'll get some beat writers on before the season starts. It was we got a couple of weeks here, but as it comes closer, we will spend plenty of times on these teams, on these games. As we will get ready for the NFL, give you Super Bowl predictions, playoff predictions. So, look, when football's here, we'll do plenty of football. It's just not quite here yet. The Mets in a great pennant race. The Yankees in first place. Going to balance it off here. It'll definitely, I'll tell you this, it'll be busy. Once we get to October, it'll be busy. Yankees and Mets in playoff games. Jets and Giants playing every week. Going to be a lot to do. It'll be a lot of fun. A lot to talk about. Going to need to do uh, some more shows or some longer shows to get it all in. But looking forward to it. That'll do it for the show today. We will be back tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.